Hi, and welcome to episode 100 of the Tips for Homeschool Science Show. I'm Paige Hudson, and in this episode, I am going to be sharing with you some questions and answers from a recent Zoom call that we shared in the last episode. Let's listen in. Okay, before I begin sharing the questions, I just wanted to let you know that I only captured the audio from my side of things, so you'll hear my answers, and then you'll also hear me chime in, in this voice, with the questions, so you know what people are asking. So the first question was, I'm using the logic stage with my older students. What do I do with my five-year-old? So we do have a kindergarten program with that too, Intro to Science, and that kind of covers a multiple range of subjects. If you want to do kindergarten science, it's not, not necessary to do kindergarten science, but it's always uh, a great option to start them early on because they get more excited about it. <laughs> the second question was, do you have kits? We actually do have kits available for sassafras and classical science, and those will be like the hard-to-find materials. Um, you know, you still will need to gather like pieces of paper, that kind of stuff. Um yeah, and anything that's perishable, like milk. So, you know, can you imagine sending milk? No. So, yeah, we do offer kits as a convenience, um, but it's not necessary. Try to as much as possible to use things that you could actually um, easily get, with the exception of, I think, there's one chemical in chemistry for the logic stage that's a little bit harder to get. Um, but, yeah, an owl pellet dissection stuff. Um, sprinkled in throughout there. But for the most part, we try to use stuff that you would have in the kitchen already. The third question was, what age range is science chunks for? So that would be like kindergarten through about fifth or sixth grade. It's about the same as sassafras. And because there's two uh, writing options, that's another one that's a good, uh, would be a good fit for more of a family style unit study. So if you've got a kid that's, you know, kindergarten and third grade, uh, you could use the science chunk, chunks unit with them and have them each do their writing at their own level. The next question was, should I use the classical science series or the sassafras science series? I think it, it really just depends on what you want to do. Um, one uses encyclopedias, one uses a living book. So does, does your student engage more with a story or more with like a lot of visuals? So like, let's see if I can get this. <laughs> So, like, this is an example of what the encyclopedia would be like. So lots of pictures, a little bit of writing. Um, whereas the novel is going to be, the Sassafras novel is going to be more like, well, let's see, yeah. So it'll be a lot more writing in it and only a few pictures, but you'll be reading that to them. So they won't be expected to read that. And the follow-up was that, yes, my student would definitely prefer to use encyclopedias. Yeah. So then I would recommend either Science Chunks or the Classic Series. And it really depends on do you want to pick and choose the subjects you're doing um, or do you want to just stick with one subject all year long? Does that make sense? So like the biology for the grammar stage, you would cover animals, uh, plants, and the human body. And then Science Chunks, the first year which we have out now, I think it covers... Oh, that's, I should remember this by now, but it's plants and like the solar system and a little bit of chemistry, a little bit of physics. And so it'll cover a little bit of a wide range of topics. And the next question was, what age is the Sassafras Science Series for and where do you begin? Yeah, so they're written at a fifth grade reading level, but, you know, kids from like kindergarten all the way up enjoy listening to them. 
So you can use that kindergarten through about fifth or sixth grade is what we recommend. Um, and typically you would want to follow, start with zoology and move on through uh, volume one, volume two, volume three. I think we have up to six now. Um, but, you know, we do have some people who pick up and start in later volumes, but the storyline goes, starts in volume one and is going to go all the way through. Uh, there'll be eight volumes in the series when it's done. The next question was, eight steps for a science fair project? Tell me more. Yeah, so we have eight steps for a science fair that basically follow the um, the steps of the scientific method. So they're choosing a topic, they're doing a bit of research about it, they're formulating their hypothesis, and at each step we actually like walk you through and give you uh, questions to ask them. So this is integrated into our logic stage programs, but we also have a book, and I think we shared pretty much most of it uh, through that podcast. I think it's episode 47 through 49, the Tips for Homeschool Science Show. But um, if you go to those, and I can put links in, I'll add links to that, um, to her question. But yeah, it breaks it down into eight steps and it's totally doable. The next question was, what grade level are your science programs for? So we cover kindergarten all the way through high school. The next question was, can you use both the Classical Science Series and the Sassafras Science Series together? They are actually two separate programs. Um, it's two, it's, think of it as two different ways to approach it. So, you know, if you like, I don't know, maybe you prefer Indian food over Thai food. It's both types of cuisines are good, but it's just a different uh, a different flavor of science, a different way to approach it. So the classic series we'll use encyclopedias instead of living books. Um, so it's just a different way to approach it. So I wouldn't use both, although we do use, have some people who uh, will use, who will read the Sassafras books and use the classic series, but they're both two completely full science programs. So trying to do both at the same time would be a lot. The next question was, are your programs open and go? Yes and no. <laughs> yes, it is open and go in that you have all the tools you need. Um, no, it's not open and go in that you will have to get some of the supplies. Um, you'll have to get the books. It's not, uh, the information itself is not directly in the teacher's guide. Um, so you will need to have the things on hand. But once you have that, uh, yes, it's open and go. Does that answer your question? Yeah, we've got schedules. We can help you lay it out so you're not, you know, it's not just a bunch of information. You have to figure out how to schedule your week. Each week you'll have a unique schedule um, there for you. Actually, it's two options. So you have a two-day or a five-day or, yeah. So we give you all the tips you and tools you need, but, yeah. The next question was, what should I use with my fourth grader? Okay, so fourth grade, it um, depends on what you want to do. So you could use the Sassafras series in fourth grade. Um, I would recommend if you do start with uh, zoology because the storyline itself starts there. Um, and so if you want to follow the twins' adventures, it goes from volume one all the way through. There will be eight volumes in the end. Um, or if you don't want to go the Sassafras route, I would recommend uh, probably physics for the grammar stage for a fourth grader. But if they're interested in chemistry or science, there's nothing to say that you can't do something different. Um, biology and or science for the grammar stage might be a little too easy. Um, 
and biology for the logic stage might be a little too hard. So the next question was, I'm going to be using biology for the grammar stage with my first grader and biology for the logic stage with my sixth grader. What do I do with my high schooler? So we have high school programs now. Um, we have oh, biology, uh, chemistry, and physics out right now, and they use those free CK-12 online textbooks. Um, so you can use that with your high schooler. Um, the different levels won't line up all nice matchy-matchy, um, but you can kind of keep them on sort of the same topic, more or less, but it won't be you know word for word because they need to be learning things at different levels. So, but yeah, if you want to keep everyone on biology, we've got biology all the way through. The next comment was, we love the Sassafras twins. We, we love the twins. It's been a lot of fun. It's, it, it started out as an idea because there's so many books, great books out there for history. And there just wasn't the same level of excitement for science. And um, so I had wanted to do it from the beginning, but the truth was, um, I, I'm not a writer like that. I'm more of a technical writer, not a creative writer. Um, so Johnny came in and he has always wanted to write a story. And so it just worked out really well. And so he writes the story and I write the technical content and the Sassafras twins were born. <laughs> so we have a lot of fun with them. <laughs> and the final question was, our kids are four years apart. What should we do for science? Can we do science together? Yeah. Oh, that's tough. That's a tough gap because it's not quite big enough that, you know, you definitely have to do different things like, you know, teaching phonics and algebra at the same time. Um, but if four year age gap, you could do potentially a grammar stage or a logic stage program. Um, if your older one is under sixth grade, you can definitely use uh, Sassafras science with the whole family. Um, I would just use like maybe the lap booking uh, templates with the younger student and the actual logbook with the older student. So it's a good way to blend the whole family together. And then, you know, if they're, if your oldest is sixth, seventh grade, um, you can add in the uh, suggested encyclopedias to kind of bring a little bit more information uh, for them with the Sassafras series. So it'll be a little bit easier with the Sassafras series. However, um, you can do both grammar and logic because the logic is written to be um, a little bit more independent. So if you're doing both, you know, you could spend like a, a day or two doing, you know, science with, with your younger student and then a day or two with your older student and you can do all your hands-on stuff together one day. So that's one way of doing both those programs without uh, losing your mind and doing, you know, three different sciences every day. <laughs> So I hope you all have enjoyed listening to this Q&A, and I hope that some of the questions that you have were answered in today's episode. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great week playing with science. I am truly honored that you have chosen to allow me into your earbuds with the Tips for Homeschool Science show, and I would be remiss if I didn't tell you about our company, Elemental Science. It all started with me writing a science program for our own daughter and my husband asking, if you're writing this for yourself, don't you think somebody else needs it? 
and that has developed into three lines of award-winning science programs that can help you teach the principles of science to your students at home. All of our programs are based on the three keys, so you'll be doing science, you'll be reading about science, and you'll be writing down what you've learned in a meaningful way. Come see how we make teaching science at home easy at elementalscience.com.